rolling. Rolling in the deep. Rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> There's a mashup for you. Ooh. Adele and Limp Biscuit. Uh, I just got nauseous. Superb. Thank you. It's beautiful. So nice. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Lex. I am Jules, and I forgot to speak in that moment. Like, I just <laughs> forgot how to speak. How does it work? Does my mouth open? How does the how does the sound wave radiate out of my body? Um, <laughs> That's that a lot. Is, I, try to process in one moment. Do you I felt like... I felt like I just had like the like existential crisis equivalent of a stroke. I know that feeling. Okay. Yeah. Where somebody like asks you something or says something and you just like, yeah. it's almost like your brain flatlines and then yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. wait for yeah. it to reboot and you're like, there I am. Yeah. It happens exactly. to me quite a lot. <laughs> so this is a simulation. Yes, that's, okay, yeah. It's all fake. It's okay. all fake. I believe that deja vu is when we get like a, we we got, you know, we, we got a little bit of a preview of the simulation Ooh. and, and Ooh. it's dropping in and we glitch. Yeah. Oh, what other kind of glitches do you think exist mm. in our world? Uh, ghosts might be a glitch. Okay. Ghosts. Um, Walking into a room and forgetting why you walked in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're the aliens are messing with your sim and they're like, go get a snack. And you're like, okay. And then they click on something or they exit out of the tab and then you just freeze. And then they load it back up and like, wait, wait, I said, go get a snack. You're like, oh, right. Okay. That my stomach just growled so loud. I don't know if the mic picked it up. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe only one way to find out during That's post. True. I'll be like, That's oh, there true. it is. That's true. So um, Shark Week is over. We, you know, sharks don't call our hotline anymore. Mm -hmm. Aliens. Hotline is always open for you. Yep. Call us 707-892-0401. Just give us a little sign. Leave us a little voicemail. Give us a sign that you're out there, that you're acknowledging us, and (laughs) that maybe, maybe you just want to show a little bit mercy just for maybe a few months. Maybe like the rest of the summer. Just show us a little bit of mercy. That'd be nice. Please. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Lex? I'm good. I was thinking, yeah. I was like, should I introduce the Peony podcast, which is this podcast, the Peony that we're on right now in this moment? And then uh I think you just did. I did. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm great. I'm fantastic. We just uh wrapped up our conversation with Brianna, which you guys are about to hear. Hell yeah. I we have uh today's episode we have Brianna McDonald on the show. She is the creator behind the B word. She is a plus size model and creator. I love her. I'm so fortunate that she's somebody I know in my life and now Julia knows her and uh it's you guys are in for a treat, such a delight. Oh, yeah, the so shenanigans <laughs> that will ensue, not only in this episode, but also just now that we are all connected together, mm-hmm. because 
one of the questions that I asked during this conversation was which, when you go out with your friend group, like which friend group, like which one are you in the friend group? Are you the Mm -hmm. mom? Are you the wild card? Like, who are you? And thinking of the answer that I gave is very true. But I feel like now that I'm older, Mm -hmm. I'm less concerned about those things. And now (laughs) I'm just like, where can I sprinkle in a little chaos? Like within Mm. within safe parameters. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being as, uh, be, yeah, being as like chaotic but responsible as possible. Well, like, I'm going to sprinkle in chaos, but like, no one's getting drugged, no one's getting kidnapped, no one's getting murdered. Like, that horrible stuff we will avoid. But like, also, like, how can we just like make things a little messy? And I feel like that's Mm. the energy that we had for this episode and taking it off air like when we finally all meet in person like oh the shenanigans that will ensue yeah it's gonna be a good time it is going to be a great time uh i'm so we're gonna end up on a random boat i just know it i just know it we're gonna end up on a random boat is it going to be like that scene in book smart where uh it's just like us on a yacht that's at port (laughs) I hope not. I no no. It will definitely not be a port. It will okay. definitely not be a port. It'll oh. be like a. It'll be like a cap off of the night sunrise. Mm. Ooh. I know. I know. We're. I know. It's. We're gonna have to rally to make it to sunrise. I know. That's okay. But like, we're just like out on the water. The sun is starting to come up. Like mm-hmm. the music has switched from like uns to like a like a lo fi. Like yeah. jazzy, like record scratchy kind of vibe. I'm into it. Um, like we've now switched from margaritas or what have you to like maybe an espresso martini to Ooh. welcome the morning. Yeah. See? A little coffee, <laughs> little, little coffee, little vodka. Uh-huh. uh-huh you know, that's uh-huh. you just do a smooth transition in that way. And then we dock, we go, we have maybe a little brunch, and then we just sleep until the sun sets again. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think this is just going to have to happen. I would also probably be hungover for like three days after that, but I'll block the time out. 100%. 100%. We just need to like do, yeah, we just need to like lay on a day bed on a beach on like a mild day and just let the saltwater breeze and the sound of the ocean on this like weekday Mm -hmm. afternoon while school is in session Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just it's just a group of well-intentioned millennials who made some interesting choices i uh when when are we when are we doing this when is this happening? I don't know, but like I am feeling such cabin fever. Like I started out this pandemic thriving in my little hermit hole. And now I'm like, <laughs> no, it's the summer. It's Leo season. This is when I come alive. Lex, you and I both have Leo risings. Yeah. This is when we come alive is this time. And I, the fact that I will put on a pair of platforms and a cute little sparkly dress and do my hair and do my makeup to walk around the house makes me want to throw up in a corner. 
So whenever we can, whenever it's safe, I know there's a new variant and like we don't, the science is not telling us a lot about it quite yet, but like, like when we safely can, yeah, let's just fucking rage until the sun comes up. Yeah. And vomit in quarters for a different reason. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like not, not in corners in your apartment. We'll we'll take outside corners. I'm I'm cool to like facilitate that because I won't be taking part in it. <laughs> facilitate the vomiting in the, in what corners? Facilitate or? well, like like maybe I'll bring a trash bin mm, mm, and like mm-hmm. and like and like pull out a hair tie and tie your hair back and be like, here, this is how you like vomit in a like semi okay environment, you know? Because I don't drink anymore, so that's not gonna yeah. be me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for facilitating. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'll so just have goofy. a I'll just have a mellow buzz and look around and be like, okay, let me assess the situation. Let me scan the room like the bionic woman that I hope to be someday, mm-hmm. and let me see like where do we need to pepper in some humor? Where do we need like a little background co- like comforting moment? And then where do we need to sprinkle in a little bit of chaos? I love that. I love. I, I'm always a fan of being the agent of chaos, so I'm I'm glad to to share that oh, responsibility so if need be. Are you telling me that if I pitch you an idea of, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we did this thing? Yes, you would then put it into motion. Probably. Okay. For yeah. legal purposes, we have to say that none of these things that we're alluding to are crimes in any way. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, for legal reasons, <laughs> these are all going to be just very fun, wholesome activities. You know, mm-hmm. like, Lex, I dare you to throw a muffin at that dude's head. Here, I have a muffin from breakfast. It's in my purse. Don't ask other questions. Like, <laughs> like wholesome fun. Nothing illegal, nothing compromising. Yeah. Will it maybe cause a little bit of a tussle? Maybe. Might also cause if he's a meat free. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> grab the gluten-free. LA. Yeah, I was going to say, grab, grab the gluten-free muffins. Yeah. <laughs> well, well so then how th- many muffins do you have in your bag? You said don't ask questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if it's a gluten-free <laughs> muffin. Like, okay, listen, I'll be honest. I okay. eat gluten-free because my digestive system needs that. However, like some of the gluten-free shit out there, I – would be easier to throw a brick again for legal purposes <laughs> i am not saying that we sh- you should ever throw a brick at any other living being like that's just yeah. very horrible um but you know that's the gluten-free equivalent oh just might as well be chucking a baseball at this point well yeah well, yeah grab, grab a couple yeah. options maybe i have then- a baseball in my bag no one asks questions <laughs> dressed as a muffin there's only one rule that I'm bringing as, <laughs> what if it's a baseball, but it's actually a muffin and it's like fondant covered. So it's a muffin that's been made in like a, it's cake. It's cake, it's cake. and it's been made Everything into a baseball. Everything is cake. <laughs> it's cake. <laughs> that's literally what it is. Gluten-free. Gluten-free baseball cake. Love yeah. this. Um, I will have one rule for the night. Uh-huh. And that is, I am not taking any follow-up questions to anything I say or do. <laughs> No questions. Amazing. That's it. Okay. That's my only rule. Fantastic. Fine. Fantastic. I'll keep them to myself and I'll journal about yeah. them maybe. 
And then yeah. one day I'll be like, yeah. I have a question for you, not related to the cupcake baseball that you had in your bag that one day. And then I'll ask it and hopefully get an answer. We'll see. No. Well, mm, no, because I, as soon as I do something, I forget about it so that I can't be interrogated later. I'm just like, oh, I don't recall that. <laughs> I, I truly don't remember. Wait, well, and never I, mind. And I'm a terrible liar. So I, and That's I'm, true. but I, I'm a horrible liar. I get sweaty. I get nervous, even about the littlest of things. You so that's, turn into Nick Miller and just get, yes, I get back sweat. Exactly. I get oh. sweaty. I get nervous, sweat stash, all of it. So I found that in order to avoid lying, I have to just delete Forget. my browser history <laughs> after the event. Incognito mode at all times. I try to live my life in incognito mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's beautiful. the browser I show to the world. And then there's the browser. The browser I show to the world is like, maybe like six tabs maximum they're like mm-hmm. one is all about like productiveness one is you know mm-hmm. my email with my inbox all clutter free like all of the things that i need like one is like a linkedin learning course that i have running in the background Cute. and then i have my incognito browser which is 75 tabs of just <laughs> literal spirals into the depths of my mind how these things are all related from first glance, you can't tell. However, they all have a very specific train of thought that led me to open them in <laughs> 75 different steps. There is a thread. You just have yeah. to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's who I am as a yeah. person. Well, yeah. that's why I love you. Yeah. You know? I Relatable. fucking love you. Aww. Yeah. And I love Aww. Brianna. And I'm so happy we had this conversation with her. Yeah. It's so ah, – she's such a gem. Um, yeah, we're so excited for you guys to listen. Uh, check her out at the B Word blog. Um, we'll drop all of her links and all of that into the show notes. Show notes. And we hope you enjoy this wacky conversation that we had with her. Wacky but heartfelt. Always. That's literally us. Here it is. Enjoy. And then this bitch <laughs> – Oh, she, so we are going to, that's who we're going to have to fight in the war against the machines. It's <laughs> her. Yes. You're going to hear her over the loudspeakers like Hunger Games and it's just going to be her fucking voice. <laughs> With Siri. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I feel like Siri, Siri would be yes, but like Siri may be like the more flamboyant of the two. Yeah, definitely. Alexa is straight up going to, like, Mad Max everybody. (laughs) She is unhinged. Yes, unhinged is the perfect word. (laughs) There was one time I, like, we had gotten an Alexa and I forgot we had it. And I jokingly was like, Alexa, what does this mean? Ha ha ha. And then from, like, a different room, she was like, I'm sorry. Can you repeat what you just said? Scared the shit out of me. Like, I forgot yeah. she existed. I yeah. almost like pissed myself. It was not. It was. I, s- I swear. I know she's a robot. Like I know she's a machine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes she has tone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, like 
my fiance will like be very curt with her and be like, Alexa, you fucked up or whatever. And she'll just be like, I didn't understand that. And then I'll be like, Alexa, can you please turn on the lights? And she'll just be like, boop, boop, boop. Lights are on. And I'm like, (laughs) she likes me better than you. Absolutely likes you better. I know my boyfriend has every computer or Alexa named something different for each room. So it's the most confusing. And they all like respond to each other. It's there's a lot happening here. Oh, no. Right. I'm talking to each other. You (laughs) walk in one night. You've been out like at dinner. You walk in. All of a sudden they all just go quiet. But they've clearly been having a conversation. No. It's a toy. It's Toy Story. <laughs> it's uh, like the next Pixar situation. Oh my god! This is my favorite game to either talk about. <laughs> what is the next huge IP purchase, or okay. what's a Pixar movie? I was a little drunk on vacation, mm-hmm. sitting in the pool, and I was looking at the resort birds who like pick at the food that's like left at the pool, yeah. and I was like, "This is a Pixar movie," and I was convinced. Yeah, Resort <laughs> Birds had to be a Pixar movie, and my family was like, "Yeah, no, not not that one, not that one." <laughs> no, I think that that's that's perfect. Maybe you do like a spinoff of um, Finding Nemo because you remember you had like the seagulls or uh-huh. the whatever, right? And maybe they like find themselves at a tropical resort, and after being all like mine, 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 they like see what their lives could be beyond the white and gray. Wow, oh. this is a Disney Plus series, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely a Disney Plus series. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. (laughs) I love that I bring the ideas to the podcast and we wrap them up. And this is where we pitch them and essentially sell them. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we've got. I am never. I not one episode goes by where I'm not pitching a concept for some sort of programming. I love that energy. <laughs> I love Thank that you. energy. <laughs> Thank you. It's always follow me on this. I'm like, I'm with you. Yes. Where are we going? What's this journey? I'm <laughs> the <into> journey. <laughs> yes. I recently solved the mystery of Sasquatch. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the theory. He's actually a werewolf. Uh huh. I believe it. I could be convinced. Yep. He's a werewolf. That's why we've never found a carcass or anything because it's only around the full Uh, moon. And then he transforms into a human. Yeah. He's just like Josh, the CPA, and he has his three (laughs) kids and the Labradoodle and a cat because the cat came first. And then every full moon, he kisses his wife or his husband. I think it's a husband. And he's just like, honey... I got to go. You know what it is. We got a full moon. And then he strips and just roams around the forests to like not be near anyone. And then people capture photos. But you're not going to you see something that fucking big like this dude's seven feet tall and just like 400 pounds of straight muscle. You're not going to get close enough to be like, is that Sasquatch? You're just going to be like, oh, let me snap a picture and then have have Reddit decide what it is. Right. (laughs) And then Josh goes back to his little job at H&R Block like nothing ever happened. Not H&R Block. (laughs) Sponsored by. It has to be an H&R Block. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Wow. You set the scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I love that. (laughs) Brianna, welcome to the Peony where we are going off the rails from the moment we press record. Right. Fast and furious. I like this. Hell yeah. Yeah, we didn't even like intro anything. No, so people are just confused. They're like, yeah. "Who are these people? What's happening?" I've yeah, but you are- know, 
They're not confused about whether or not they're going to have a good time. There you go. True. This is like, honestly, the vibes I'm getting from this podcast is like women's restroom at a bar. You you get me. You see, I don't even have to say anything. Like we are swapping secrets. We Uh are like hyping each other up. We're Mm -hmm. who we don't know each other at all. And yet the Mm -hmm. vibes are immaculate. I completely agree. And I love you for saying that. Those are some of the best friendships. Uh-huh. Best ever friendships. Had. I have some bitches from high school that I have blocked on everything. But there is one girl, <laughs> shout out Bev, in the West Village that when I was in my early 20s, she we would always be in the bathroom talking about what we were doing with our lives, what our goals were, how many shit, and like literally everything. And to this day, I'm still like very much DMing on Instagram like, like liking all her shit i'm like hell yeah we need there there are always those people and it's so funny like sharing on instagram like the same people who respond to every Mm -hmm. every ig story post and i'm like god bless yeah god bless like thank you i needed this engagement you care about what i'm doing i care about what you're doing i feel like this is a good moment to talk about what it is you do oh that was not even me segueing to that but (laughs) professional we we oscillate between order and chaos and at any point you don't know what you're gonna get hard and fast uh-huh. i love that mm-hmm. um well yeah so my name is brianna mcdonald and i am a plus size fashion blogger and basically just creative who found the internet and became obsessed with social media and decided that that's what I was going to do with my life. So my blog is called the B word. And it's so funny. I just met my boyfriend's parents for the first time. And his dad was like, yeah. So about your blog, like the name. And I was like, Oh my God, it's so funny. Like, yes, it does mean bitch, but it also, my name is Brianna. And I talk about body positivity and I talk about being a bad bitch. So yes, it's all of the above. Um, But yeah, uh, I met Lex in the theater world, and that's my background. I have a literal degree in musical theater, which is hilarious. I know, I know. A a degree. (laughs) I paid to go to school for musical theater. I love you so much right now. (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, so we can definitely segue into the musical. 100% all the time. Oh, I love it here. I love it here. And so ultimately what I want to do is, and we're relaunching the B word from just being a plus size fashion blog into a like digital media company where we make fat centered media all about fat liberation and essentially like reclaiming the narrative that specifically fat people and fat women are anything but beautiful editorial main characters. So my dream is to make film, television, and digital media. Fuck yes. (laughs) Fuck yes. Thank you. Yeah. And it... Let's just, like, ruminate uh, on that for a minute. Like, let's just write that. Yeah. Very necessary. Very necessary because I Lex, agree. Lex and I all the time talk about how representation matters and there yeah. needs to be, especially like, you know, like the women that are coming of age that are finding themselves that are struggling and like getting sucked into all the propaganda that our society tries to tell us about our bodies. Like, yeah. they need to see that. No, no, no. That's not the only definition of glamour or beauty. No. 
And it, like you said, it is propaganda. It's literally. And as soon as I like sort of understood this idea that essentially within capitalism, like they will always want you to be insecure to buy the next product to, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, Oh yeah, this is all made up. Like the idea of something being flattering or clothing, that's a made up construct. Um, you know, me having to wear makeup or look a certain way, that's a made up construct. And so, yeah, once you realize it's like nothing matters, the points don't matter. Like, <laughs> no, nope. like you're kind of like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. We are the Sims. There's just some literally the Sims. other more intelligent life out in the universe. <laughs> I always bring it back to aliens. That's another thing. Look and at my just, alien ring. I love that. I saw Bro, it earlier. I was like, what? fuck yes. <laughs> but literally, we are in a simulation. We are the we are the fucking characters. Like yeah. this, like, there's no way that what we're living through and what we have lived through as millennials, especially, that like um, this is real life. Right. Right. Like it can't be. It has to be for someone else's entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Because shit is way too wild. Especially the last, like, I'm going to just say two years. I mean, yep. even politically, socially, the past four, five, six years. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, you're totally right. It's wild. I always make the joke that, like, we all died in 2012. Like, the world did end in 2012. And now we're just in purgatory hell. Haven't really figured that one out. Could be one right. or the other. Both. Uh, and now we're just cruising along, seeing what happens. I, right. I really feel like the J-Lo Ben Affleck rekindling <laughs> feels like another dimension. It doesn't okay. feel right with me. We need to talk about this. We need okay. to talk about this. <laughs> Primarily what I recently unearthed. So J-Lo was having a party at her house in Miami. And then A-Rod like, reached out to, like, Benny Medina and was like, hey, where's my invite, bro? Like, why wasn't I invited? After they had broken up already. Mm-hmm. Then oh, wow. we all have seen the recent remade yacht videos. They're yep. on a yacht in France <laughs> right now for her birthday. A-Rod is also in France, also on a yacht, but just a different one. And it just feels oh. like he's just, like, where they are. Ew. And yeah, whatever yeah. this is shaping up to be, I am, like... I love Jennifer Lopez. She's my queen. I want nothing but truth and happiness and right. all the light for her. But like how messy this is getting, I am also kind of here for. <laughs> right. It doesn't feel right. I'm like Ben Affleck of all, like this is who we're like, uh-huh. and they're like really pitting uh, like Jennifer Garner, J-Lo. And I'm like, this narrative is trash. Yeah. No one wants Ben Affleck. No one cares <laughs> this deeply about him. I Matt wish Damon does. The best. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Just his best friend. Yeah. It, <laughs> I just remember I was like, out of all of the exes, all right, whatever. Like right. maybe, maybe there's something about Ben Affleck. I don't know. Like I don't know anything yeah. about Ben Affleck, but yeah, it's such a surprise, and I really am, especially with like skinny eyebrows coming back low-rise jeans like all all of the shit we lived through when we were like 13 to 17 i'm like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't like this (laughs) what are we doing right man i know with tiktok and everything and like y2k being the trend i'm like man it wasn't that cool when we lived it no no it wasn't it was garbage and it was like there's a couple of i've seen a couple of tiktoks uh from millennials who are like you need to understand like part of the reason why we are not looking forward to 
like low rise jeans and and that fashion coming back in is it wasn't really even so much about the fashion. It was about the way the fashion looked on your body. Like your body was the accessory. And wow. Great point. uh, And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh God damn. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the shit again, just that shit that we grew up with and our generation is dealing with. So, you know, we're moving towards like more body acceptance and understanding, well, hopefully, understanding that your weight has nothing to do, one, has nothing to do with your health, two, it doesn't matter if you are healthy or unhealthy, you are still deserving of love and respect, like you're still a human being. Um, Mm -hmm. So to see like younger generations being like, let's cling to this terrible moment in time, I'm like, let us not. Let us. Drama. Exactly. (laughs) And I agree with you because it's also selective. It's a very specific yep. look. Like I was not into that look. Me, I've been rocking athleisure for every single decade, whatever the trend was back in those days. <laughs> yeah. That JLo fucking velour tracksuit, I had one in every color. One for every oh, yeah. day of the week. Yes. Because that's how I fucking roll. So there are different aesthetics, but it's like they are specifically choosing this, like like the simple life aesthetic and like right. the like that. Mm-hmm. I want okay. You want to make it universal? Let's bring back Jenko jeans. Let's see how they fare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Right. All those jeans. Right. All those pieces of fabric. I was gonna say the mm-hmm. fabric. And for me, it was like the jeans that drug in the mud yep. and like were ripped in the back, like. A look, uh-huh. an absolute terrible <laughs> look, horrendous, Ab- like <laughs> like so soggy, truly bad. But for some reason, I was still very much like sixth grade, very much attracted to that specific <laughs> yes. look. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then baby grew up. Baby realized, no, no, right. I can't. I can't be able to hide in a pant leg of a, a grown man's pants when it <laughs> rains. Like I can't also fit in there with my full body. So I'm just going to move away from that. <laughs> I was very into the like Laguna beach Hills MTV. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Yes. I was so into it. But like the puka shell necklace with the polo shirt was such a moment. Mm-hmm. So going back and watching some of those over quarantine, um, I've been taking it like so I've been in my house. I worked remote before the pandemic. And so just been in my house pretty much for, it feels like forever, mm-hmm. but I went back and have been rewatching and I'm like, Oh man, wh- again, what a like capsule moment in time. And like growing up in SoCal and that was like the SoCal vibe was like what mm-hmm. everybody wanted. My boyfriend's from Chicago and his like dream was to like live in California. And it was like Lords of Dogtown skating, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm like, this is so wild that this was like your teenage dream. And now here you are living in LA for 10 plus years. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, it's Amazing. Yeah. It's such a trip to like, I don't know, go back and look at. Look at the mistakes that we made, maybe. You mean you traumatizing? Know? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I made some very, very specific hair decisions in, like, the late, <laughs> yeah. early 2000s and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was the fashion choices yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, there's this period, right? Like, between when our parents stopped dressing us. And then before we truly understand what it's like to dress for our bodies and what color palettes we enjoy and all of that. And so there's just this period in the middle 
that also happens to be the most hormonally fueled period, the most dramatic, that, like, literally everything is happening all at once, and you also have to live in a world where there are skinny jeans or like yeah. the oversized bubble top with the mini skirt, which that literally looks good on no one. <laughs> I don't care if you're Heidi Klum, like that does not look good on anyone. <laughs> the one thing that I do love about fashion sort of coming back is that at the time plus size was not a thing like limited to mm-hmm. stopped at, I think like an XL and that was traumatizing, being like, oh, my God, wham, They're like, this is what I want to wear. But now, like, things actually coming in plus size, like the like the cute, like, Delia's tops and, like, stuff like that. So that makes me, I'm like, okay, this is cute. Like, I'm happy that plus size girls now have so many more options because, wow, it was really rough having to be, like, only me and my grandma can shop at the same like plus size store like and like have to wear like business casual things and you were like i'm devastated yeah oh yeah like having to i remember chico's like yeah uh, yeah yeah or like like a moment yeah lane bryant was like the only thing and tour it was so funny and like i have come a long way in my own body journey and fashion has always been a huge part of that Mm -hmm. um but like even starting my blog seven years ago, I was like, I don't want to call myself a plus, like plus size. And I was like, Brianna, people have eyes, A. <laughs> and like, you wear plus sizes, you know what I mean? And I like, but it's so funny, like looking back, like starting my blog, I was like, oh, like, I don't want to say I'm plus size. And I used to feel like I don't want to go in the Torrids or the Lane Bryant's because they're only plus size stores. Um, so yeah, that was uh, some, some healing and growth had to be done. Well, and it's like there was so much shame around going into those stores too. Like, I, uh, because I've always, I've always had big boobs, like, which, yay, but also being like 14 Uh, and trying to find a bra that fits. And it's like my friends are wearing like the cute, like, little things with like Wonder Woman or cherries. And I'm like wearing like a lace dolly. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> that's like got you know straps that are five inches thick and i'm just like what like ah and, right but it, and it was i think it was for me it was lane bryant and fredericks of hollywood that carried my size and like had cute shit but it was like so embarrassing going in there at first because i i just wanted to buy right. the wonder woman bra like why can't i have that one why do i have to like go into sexy lingerie store and then you go in and you're like oh wait no these are actually like really well made okay cool 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 but <laughs> yeah. you know it like took some time to get comfortable with that so it the shame piece is real like you were said totally there is absolutely shame and like that's for me i was like i would rather t- have the hard conversations or show myself online in a certain way if it makes it less shameful for other people so that's really the ultimate goal you know yeah is that what moved you from not talking about being plus sized in your blog to like now you do these stunning lookbooks if you guys thank you oh my god go watch her youtube videos i was watching them earlier today and i like had full body chills um but like what was there anything in particular that moved you from not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to label it to being very much like, no, like right. we're here for fat fashion. We are here for a body positivity. We are here for a plus size discussions. Right. I think that's such a good question. Oh my God. Um, well, first 
I've always wanted to make media because growing up, I felt like so isolated in my like plus size fat experience. And like looking back at my photos, I was like, oh my God, I was made to feel so much shame and guilt when I wasn't really that different. Um, But it was like really through media that I had learned what fatness meant to the world or how I could interact as a fat person in the world. And it was really shitty. It was like terrible, like shallow how, like those Mm -hmm. kind like terrible, terrible depictions of plus size people. And uh, so again, the shame and guilt, (laughs) I carried that like a backpack. And it was when I started to find like on Tumblr, mm-hmm. other plus size fashionable women and was like, wait, oh my God, these people exist. Cause I grew up in, like I said, SoCal, very active San Diego where I knew no plus size people. So I was the only one. And uh, yeah, it was really when I started to find the online plus community and I made friends who were plus size, who we shared so many experiences that I was like, wait, you went to stores and couldn't find your size and cried in the dressing room to your mom. Like I did like, oh my God. Oh, you went to a doctor and they told you you were obese and you needed to go on a diet at 10. Like, oh, that's not just my trauma. Like this is like real life oppression that fat bodies face and discrimination. And like, oh, you thought you would never find love because people find like plus size people on a track. Like that, I literally thought and believed that. So it was really finding the plus size community, finding people who had similar experiences to me and me piecing together that I had come up with these ideology uh, through media and through my experiences. And I wanted to change that for other people. And I've always been loud, uh, but it like invigorated me in a new way, like to be... Like, uh, I feel like I felt embarrassed for so, like, it's so weird looking back. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many times that I like felt embarrassed and I wanted to like find somebody to like look up to or like who had experienced the same things, but I like felt too embarrassed to share my story that like now I'm like, if it's taboo, we're talking about it. Like plus size women and sex toys, like we're fucking talking about it. Like we're talking about like all, everything, like, because I truly believe like we have plus size people and people in marginalized bodies have been held back for so long that I'm like, I refuse to live a small life because other people are fearful of my body size or feel weird. Like I refuse. I want to live a full life. Like I want to be in love. I want to have the career I want. I want to have a fan, everything I desire, I deserve. So long story short, but that's about, (laughs) that's it. You don't have to keep them short. This is an audio format. Yeah. You have I can, long. <laughs> every single sentence is just like I'm moving further and further to the edge of my seat. And like your voice oh. is just so harmonious in my ears. So I'm so just, glad to hear that. Thank you. Everything you said just like enraged me. Right. But also like touched me. And I'm glad. So I'm what glad. the fuck do we do? Because I'm, I'm wherever right. you're riding, I'm riding with you. Thank you. And <laughs> what I was are we just doing? Thinking about this the other day. Well, actually, one of my bikini lookbooks that I'm kind of calling a fat girl fashion film that we released this year. Again, it's so funny. The projects that I'm most like kind of nervous about or like unsure about and like hit people really differently. And like this year specifically, I 
the first time in my adult life I put on a bikini was seven years ago when I shot my first bikini lookbook. And so I've done them every single year and they've all, they've evolved from like just photos to then like doing a video aspect to like, I did a music video and that was like the, for a couple of years ago. And that was my first time recording music in a long time. And then I did, um, this year I kind of wanted to do like a loose narrative fashion film um, but it's really every detail is important to me because again, plus size women are not shown in certain ways. So it's to me, I want to style it a certain way. I want the shots to be a certain way. The script is a certain thing. So, the, so I released it this year and it has had the best feedback and like people have come back to the video and back to my TikToks and like said, I watch this every single day. And I'm like, that's so wild to me. And like, it makes me emotional that it's like, okay, I'm just like, like, I've always wanted to create things that meant something to people. And like, this really means something to people. And um, someone at Sarah Lawrence just wrote like a think piece on my Mm -hmm. two minute fashion film and how it's like revolutionary and groundbreaking. And it's like, I'm the person to watch in the sort of fat media space. And I was like, this is my dream life. This is my dream life. And ultimately exactly what I want to do. And I just like, so stoked that, anything I do resonates with people. And specifically I've been noticing thin women also really, really like exactly what do we do? And for me, it's always, I want to continue uplifting and giving a platform and hiring different bodied people. Like I, if a project is only made by a certain crew that looks the same way, like I'm not interested in that. Mm -hmm. It's really important to me to not only hire uh, marginalized body people but also to have them in the writing room to also have them on the production team to also have them so that's something that we're building out and it's been challenging but awesome and um I'm really excited for the future I really am like trying to I'm trying to build like fat buzzfeed meets fat hello sunshine meets uh Issa Rae productions like that's really what we're trying to do yes <laughs> okay, so when, what's the date that the public gets this? Because right, right. I'm, I'm, can I pre-order something? Like, what do you need? Do I need I, to like walk around with a petition of some kind? I got you. Well, you know what? When I'm ready, I know who to call. But the fashion film is out. You can go watch that now. Um, follow me on all socials. And yeah, we're really trying to get our shit together, man. Like. <laughs> I have a full-time employee and we're bringing on two new part-time people. And I'm like, how the fuck did this go from me in a shitty apartment in Van Nuys to like, I'm hiring fucking people. Like this is wild to me. Wild. Cause you're, you're a freaking boss. That's how. Thank you. You just (laughs) got that boss energy. (laughs) I am. So this is like not really public knowledge, but I'm applying, well, not applying. I'm in a long, rigorous interview process for sort of my dream job. And uh, yeah, it's been moving really, really, really fast. And I'm just like so stoked. And I'm like, I think that's like energizing me. And like, it's so funny. Even in the interviews, they're like, wow, you're like kind of overqualified. And I'm like, this is literally the only company that I would leave my freelancing remote consulting work Mm -hmm. to come work for. So I'm interested to see how that unfolds. I'm like, maybe I'm talking about it too soon, but I am so stoked. And it's really like, 
it's in the lane. It's in the big major move lane. Damn. Fuck yeah. No, we Thank actually you. have a list of every guest that comes on, what would they like us to manifest mm-hmm. for them? Oh. That's something we've started <laughs> recently. So we'll just, we'll add that we'll add to, to your list. list. Yeah. It, it could be your uh, overnight success moment. Oh, I know. Me and my brother always laugh that it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Yep. My brother plays <laughs> basketball overseas. And so he's like, it's so interesting. Yeah, we, we we have parallels in a lot of ways. We're both super passionate about what we're doing. But yeah, it takes 10 years to literally be an overnight success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, like there's so many. I feel like there are so many celebrities who people are like, where did this person come from? And then you look at their resume and it's like, oh, they've been putting in the work for like 10 plus to 20 years. Right. Like, this is Lex, not. You were doing shows in North Hollywood, okay? I know. I know. You know. Uh, I think about that show all the time. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much fun. It yeah, really if- was. I'm so happy that we had that like experience together. And that was such a like, I was like, I'm like, I want to do this. Let's do it. Like, that's so just my MO. And so you guys are always just like down, which is great. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because it, like, it's, I think when you find those people that creating with them is fun and, yes, like, you learn and you grow, but it, at the same time it gives back. Like, that's always been my thing and has become more of my thing is, like, the moment something stops giving back to me the way that I'm giving to it, like, it's time and, to, yeah. it's time to move away. Took me a long time to learn that lesson, but, um... I think that's like one of the beautiful things about creating with your friends, uh, like creating with a community that you found. And one of the things that like I cling to that one of my acting teachers said is like, stop looking at the like Chris Pines and the, you know, Chris Evans. of. I the will world. not stop looking at Chris <laughs> Pines or Chris Evans. You can look at it, but like stop, stop trying to like be that thing. Like stop aiming yeah. for that and look mm. at the people next to you because those are the people you're going to come up with, right? Like if you look at those celebrities, look at the people that they did films with. Like, uh, you know, Seth Rogen is a great example. Yeah. Like most of the people that he came up with in Freaks and Geeks, like still does shit with them. Um, so look at the people around you and then find ways to keep growing with them. And that'll take you like in such wonderful directions. I'm such a strong believer in that. And I think Issa Rae said that as well. And yeah. she's like someone I always quote is like when people are like, what, what are you doing on social media? Like, what is the end goal? And I'm like that, I, that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. Um, so I totally agree. I see that for you. I see that oh, for you. Thank I need you. To, That's the manifesting I, list. I need to. Okay, we'll add that to the list. <laughs> um, little tangent. Um, how do you feel being a such a fashionable person? Her wedding shots, her wedding dress. Did you see that? So beautiful, so right? Beautiful. And like, I really was like, like, I love this like privacy that you've kept mm-hmm. for yourself that nobody knew, and like. Mm-hmm. it's really funny I was like so aggressive when I met my boyfriend to the point of why I was like do you date fat women and he was like okay like calm down um <laughs> he actually had a great line I was like do you date fat women like do your friends date fat women he was like I date beautiful women and I was like oh okay mm-hmm. checkmate sir and uh but I also like first date was like so I am gonna be somebody like I don't know if that's mm-hmm. like cool yep. with you but like this is what I'm doing and he's always been like I literally don't want to be in the public eye I'm like very interested in like living on a farm somewhere and like you go do you but like we will be at the farm and so that's sort of like I was like oh this is sort of the exact 
roots that we're trying to go. So I like that. That is exactly my relationship as well. Really? He like wants an acre of land, one of those sit down lawnmowers. And like, he just like wants to like chill outside and then come inside, maybe play a little Call of Duty, a little Fortnite and just like (laughs) chill with like, the neighbors are far away. No one's going to bother yes. him. There's no noise. Like, and I'm like always on every screen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how do I just get, no, because it's not about me. It's like, how do I get into these spaces and then bring everyone here along yes. with me? That's what it's all about. Yeah. I love that. I love that we all have that same mentality because it's, so many people don't and like you were saying Lex like people are just looking to come up onto the next thing or whatever but it really is like that's a lonely place to be at the top if you make it yeah yeah and And I feel like we were fed that narrative so much growing up of like it's cutthroat you have to be competitive you have to trample on other people to get and it's Mm -mm. like no like you always need to be open to collaboration because there's no way that you're going to do it all on your own. Like there will yeah. be people that need to vouch for you. Like people will need you to vouch for them. Like it's, and especially when you get into the creator space, like oh, man. that you're basically linking minds with other people and you can't be closed off to that and individualistic. Right. That's just not going to be successful. I hated that too. Like even in high school theater mm-hmm. and in a th- educational theater a collegiate setting like that was very much part of the narrative of like it's competitive only a few people get in only a few people get to do this and it's like ugh I would rather and like I that's I pretty quickly was like I would rather work and make my own shit that only my mom watches than audition a hundred times for men who only see me as an old woman or a tree like you know what I mean so That was, I learned that really fast. And that's sort of where the B word came from. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You're over a size eight. You get to be the villain, the old woman. Right. Or the dad. The corpse. Like the dad. We went in different directions. (laughs) I mean, sometimes one of the same. (laughs) Like, I can't tell you how many times as a teenager I played a guy because it was like, well, you're taller and you're bigger than everybody else. We believe you more as a middle aged man than we do. A woman. Right. Sorry. And I was like, what? Okay. I know. Theater's wild, Julia. (laughs) No, theater is so wild. And I was just on a panel that was about like fat phobia in theater. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, we're finally fucking talking Mm -hmm. about this. Thank God. And it was, again, illuminated the like, oh yeah, we've all played animals. We've all been in terrible costumes or shamed in a costume shop. And like, yeah, I was like, that's the next industry that needs to have a massive reckoning is yeah. theater. Yes, absolutely. Well, I know there was all of the, what was it, uh, Bodies of Broadway when mm. there was like a comment that came out. I, mm-hmm. I'm i not sure where it originated from, but there was a conversation that was starting to happen because all of these Broadway actors have been out of work for a year, year and a half. They've all mm-hmm. gained a little bit of weight maybe gained a lot of weight they're not as in shape as they were or like and their you know their voices haven't been used as much so oh my god like everybody needs to panic and lose all of this weight so they can fit into their costumes and a lot of other people like fuck you 
just change the costumes. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? Like it and and then it I feel like it really opened up a lot of conversations about like what it is like to be in a bigger body when you're trying to do theater, especially music theater. Like I I didn't realize for myself that I gave up musical theater because I wasn't this like petite blonde hair, blue eyed, mm. like five foot nothing girl. And it felt like that. Like I, I got to play Mrs. Hannigan, which was rad as hell, but that was it. Like you, I got to be the villain. And at mm-hmm. the time it, I didn't understand that. Like that's a really fun role to play, but it, it fucks with you in a way that I don't think you understand until much later when maybe you've walked away from it or, um, or you've grown to resent it. And that, it's so detrimental. Like that whole culture can be so detrimental to so many people. I, I absolutely agree. And that it, to me, I, I walked away from theater for a long time and I was like, is this fear? Is this like, what is this? And um, yeah, I really have just started to come to terms recently with it. It's like, I didn't have sort of autonomy over myself as a like fat actor. And like, they didn't know what the fuck to do with me. And like, it's like your kind of body is part of the narrative Mm -hmm. that they decide like, Oh, you're going to be the joke here. And like, or you're going to do this. And so you kind of have to decide like, okay, am I going to play that part just to work just to be on stage or, and I, Lex, I'm so with you on it being detrimental. There's so many people I know from my college theater program who now are speaking on how it was so toxic and traumatizing in a certain way. And like so many of them have body image issues and uh, I understand it and see it and think I'm like, this is the the fact that it's so pervasive and across the board, there's an issue here, like within the systems. Yeah. It's that I realized a certain point, like for me, it wasn't the fear of rejection because like I'll take rejection all day, but it was the fear of rejection that wasn't based on my talent and what I brought into the mm-hmm. room. It was based on looks and weight. And like that was – for me at least, that was the the part where I – like the thing I started to struggle with and it, it felt more uh, concentrated in musical theater than it did anywhere else. But it mm. – it's it's – I'm glad that we're in a space where we're starting to have these conversations now. Um, it's still anytime I see a thin actress put on a fat suit, though, I'm like, motherfuckers, we're having these conversations now. Like, there's no reason Rough. for this anymore. What are we doing? Right. So are you hopeful about the prospect of these conversations or is there more that we could be doing? I am hopeful I'm hopeful because I know that I will make the change that I want to see essentially. Like I'm hopeful because oh, like yeah. I'm going, I, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I would, and like to theater is such an interesting thing because like who says that Audrey and little shop needs to be look like the original, like the original actress who played her. Like, mm-hmm. why is she always blonde? Why is she always thin? Like that's mm-hmm. nowhere in the script. That's not, that is not, that's so our biases are like just joining the conversation when it's, so yeah, I am hopeful. Um, but as far as like, what are the next steps? I would love to see more diversity on who's in the room making shit happen, essentially. Like mm-hmm. even the whole In the Heights movie colorism mm-hmm. issue and Lin-Manuel like, oh, I'm listening. 
I had an issue with Hamilton being like the most diverse casting, but there was not a plus size person on stage. Mm-hmm. Not at, not even kind of sort of. And uh, that was never even part of the conversation. So hopeful that these conversations are happening. I would love to see more, like I said, inclusion on creative teams. And, uh, and I would love to see the people who have the money who are funding the things going and seeing or funding the work that is innovative in a certain way. Like I am not interested in seeing Oklahoma the same way for the 10th time, <laughs> but people are, and I guess that's cool for you, but I mean, there's work being done. And like the most recent revival of Oklahoma on Broadway, one of the characters was in a wheelchair and it was mm-hmm. all this like very inventive, creative storytelling. And that's what excites me. So I hope that's yeah. what we're going to see more of. And she won a Tony, didn't she? She won a, to- a Tony. Yeah, she was so fucking talented and so yes. good that it was yes. like, duh. Like I, I just don't understand yeah. how people are like. That's different. It's like okay, yeah, like that. That sh- we should celebrate and do more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, when people are shocked that someone who does not fit like the cookie cutter mold is talented, I'm like. A duh? Like, yes, obviously. (laughs) Right, right. Like, talent looks, talent is in such, like, wildly different, different bodies, different colors, different, like, shapes and sizes and abilities. It, it, it's wild to me when people are surprised by that. I'm like, of course, like, everybody's got something. I love, and that's why I think I fucking love social media, because we're sitting here on zoom recording a podcast. No one's producing this outside of us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like someone could take their video and make a singing TikTok, and they're going viral. And that, that the fact that social media has any sort of like clout or weight in the real world is really exciting to me. And it was sort of a trend that I saw coming. And so right after college, when I started the B word and people were like, that's a weird left turn. I was like, you just like simply don't have the vision. <laughs> like <laughs> Now being an actor, like you need a certain amount of followers to even walk into the audition room. And yeah. people who I went to college with are like, oh my God, Brianna, like you, you jumped on it at the right time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Correct. Correct. We Lex and I had a recent conversation. I'm not going to say names uh-huh. of a musician mm-hmm who is like up and coming, really trying to break through the industry. Recently, there was like a televised ploy to get her more exposure. And it's like, she has like the five figure follower count. She has the like perfectly curated grid. And she has like the production value. And you can tell that her label's really investing in her. But like, they should be putting it in a vocal coach. They should be putting Mm -hmm. it in fostering Mm -hmm. her talent. Because Lex was Lex is the musical like i i can barely carry a tune but lex was like going through and analyzing like her the anatomy of how she was singing the phys- the physiology of how she was singing and what was horribly wrong and she's wow. like they're focusing so much on her aesthetic and her follower count and like the influencer quote unquote portion of mm. her career that she's going to end up like burning out her voice in a few years anyway if like no yeah. one gives her any vocal guidance. Yeah. If she keeps singing that way, she's yeah. not going to have a voice to use like and she's auto-tuned to hell and back. She can't keep rhythm like it wow. 
And I get, I will say, I, I do think like singers, we struggle with rhythm sometimes. Like that's fine. But <laughs> there is like, there is a length of training that you can do to get yourself to where you need to be. And it's just, for me, it's so frustrating to see to see the like I think you got you got to have both man like yeah so when when people are like oh well they've got a pretty face whatever like that's fine but then it's like well there there is some artistry that needs to go into this like invest in that too or else it's gonna blow up in everybody's face like what are we right doing? I think that's a double-edged sword yeah of social media and like are influencers talented or are they not? And are the Kardashians famous for being famous? Like it's such an interesting time in pop culture. And um, yeah, I agree. Like you must have both. I think that's when people are like, are you worried that influencing is going away? And I'm like, I'm not worried because I have very many careers <laughs> outside <laughs> of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a tool, yeah. but that's such a, I know the like, I guess that even goes back to old Hollywood too. Like, oh, you're beautiful. Like, let's make you a star. And like, yeah, it's all made up. <laughs> yeah, all made up. They, you know, they can't. We're gonna put you in a musical, even though you can't sing. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are people with actual talent that are just being completely bypassed because mm-hmm. it's there's like a tactic of discrimination where it's you know dehumanize them. Like, Mm -hmm. if they don't fit in this mold, in this category of what is superior, then they're less than. And that's, who would have set everything on fire? Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where, like, what you're doing, Brianna, is, like, so powerful. Because it's it's taking that power back, right? Like, it's going, like, no, fuck you. I I love that quote in the, in your, um, your film or your lookbook mm-hmm. for this year of like tell your own like you can create your own stories you don't need to wait for somebody else to cast you in theirs because if you did like, what a waste what a right. waste that would be and right. i like i think the first time i watched it i absolutely cried because i was like yeah like if you are waiting for somebody else to give you the permission to do the thing you might never get the opportunity to do it sometimes you just have to right. do it and yeah make that space for yourself i'm very much that girl i'm the jump in figure it out and like it's fucked me over in many ways but also like i mean i my grandma just turned 81 and i love my grandma i'm literally obsessed with her and she's like (laughs) a small italian woman and like probably the most glamorous person i know and so i asked her i said you know like what would you tell your 30 year old self and she immediately said i wish that i had taken more risks and that's something I'm like, man, I have, I have generational trauma that I'm healing. Like Mm -hmm. I have to fucking take Mm -hmm. the risks. And so, yeah, I encourage anyone listening who's like, has a story to tell or something that they love doing and they just feel like, oh, well, maybe not me. No. Yes. You, 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 and do it and do it with whatever's around you. Like just start and the universe, whatever, like it will shift and change and open. Yes. (laughs) Jazz hands. (laughs) BRB, gotta go cry in a corner real quick. (laughs) 
that's why I really feel like, I guess I don't consider myself an influencer because I'm like, I, I, re- when I worked at DSW, I literally told my boss, I don't care if people buy shoes. And I was like, <laughs> I shouldn't be a salesperson. Like, I don't care if they buy what I'm wearing or the skincare I'm using or whatever. My passion is to empower the people who follow me to feel the same energy when they're like, yes, queen to me. Like, I want you to feel that. Like, I want you to keep that energy. Like you see me doing something, you can fucking do it. You, you have this. So, oh yeah. Well, there's okay. being an influencer and then there's having influence. And I think you have a very a strong presence and influence. And I think you're in charge of your narrative and like what you're, you want your messaging to be, which is, I mean, I haven't known you that long. What are we at? 50 <laughs> minutes? But oh, are we? Oh my God. This that's, is the fastest chat. That's oh literally God. the energy that you put out. Thank it's just you. like, this is my presence. I have something to say it matters. So like, if you don't listen, that's at your own risk. Thank you. It's taken a long time to get here, to be honest. I mean, and that was always something I think too, even making the B word, it was like reclaiming that, okay, so many people have told me what fatness means. And like, I want to build it for myself. And Everyone always told me I was too loud. I was too big. My singing voice was too big. Like I didn't ever blend in when I was in like a choir or like in an ensemble Um, or like my dreams were too big. I was really like ambitious as a kid and I still am, but it took a long time to be like, no, you deserve to take up that space. And I really feel like within the last year, even like I have done so much healing and like so much like fucking go for it, Brianna, like just lean the fuck in. So thanks. Thank you for saying that, feeling that and giving that energy back to me. Always, always. If you ever just want to come on and just we all (laughs) just go in a circle and talk about what we love about each other. I'm totally down for that. It's that bathroom energy. Exactly. It's a slumber party. You're fucking killing Like, yes. All right. Who, okay, if you're, okay, you're going out with your your friends, right? You're mm-hmm. going for a night out, speaking of, like, going out to the bathroom or whatever, right? Like, right. you're with your friend group. <laughs> what is your identity as a member of the friend group? Like, I was, I was question. the, okay, good. Do you have your no, answer? You, no, yeah, okay. no, you tell okay. me about you, though. I was the mom. I was the one that was like, okay, oh. I need to, like, have water for every other drink. I need to make sure that other people are hydrating. I have my little crossbody bag that has, like, <laughs> ibuprofen and, ty- like, Tylenol and has, like, wet wipes and all the things. And, like, okay, that guy's creepy. We're not going to talk to that guy. And then I made sure everyone got home safe. And, like, that was – and I had a fun night. We need you in the friend group. <laughs> That's a good friend to be. Yeah. I feel – and I actually tweeted about this a while ago but I was like does every friend group have like an influencer friend so I'm like the hype girl like I'm the girl yes. that like we're doing shots everyone's yes. doing shots mm-hmm. we're doing them like we're getting in the uber we're talking to the uber driver laughing like oh, I, yeah. I like to hype people up I like to make sure everyone has pictures that they like that they feel cute in thank um, you Right, right. I like want to make sure that our I, I'm picking where we're actually eating and where we're actually going because I've curated it by find like finding the cutest spots yes. and like is it is there a really fun experience in LA? Like we're going to do it and we're dressing in theme. Uh, yes. <laughs> so like yeah, that friend like the hype woman organizer. Like let's have a good time, friend. Hell yeah! You let me know the costume. I'm there. 
Yeah, yes. I love a oh my costume. god. <laughs> I made my friends for a couple of years do like what did we do? We did a clue themed Halloween photo shoot and they still share it and they bitched Hell them. Yeah. We're like, we don't want to do this, Brianna. And I'm like, no, you literally. And so every year they're like, will we do it again? And I'm like, you guys tell me where to be and tell me what costume to bring. So they never, ever get it together. <laughs> but we, like, always, we had clue, like we, they wanted to do Scooby-Doo one year. And I was mm-hmm. like, you guys tell me where to be. Like, tell me and we'll yeah. do it. But uh, yeah, so I like doing that. Is Scooby a two-person costume, like a horse? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was like, are we doing, oh, Wild Thornberries was one we were going to do. Oh, hell yeah. We're like, wait, so just like the Don, is Donnie like a monkey person? Is he, so I don't know if Scooby-Doo is like Mm. the teen angsty version of Scooby-Doo, but as like a human, like, you know, some fan art um, (laughs) version or (laughs) the like animal and okay. also, who's Scooby? <laughs> like, who's going to take the L? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if I'm invited and they make inflatable Scooby suits, I'm fucking there. There. Oh, I feel like, yes. I feel like they've got to, right? Like, I am never one. Like, I tried the whole <laughs> sexy Halloween one time and I was like, I'm too cold. So now I'm like, what costume? Because I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in New York. And so, oh. like, you, it's always like, like, leading up to halloween it's like oh it's unnaturally warm this october and then the 31st (laughs) rolls around and it's like frigid like rock hard nipple glass cutting motherfucking shivering in the snow ice cold new york city and so i was like no no no, i'm gonna go for whatever's a onesie whatever gives me coverage if there's like a hat at one point i like went as where's waldo because i was like oh i get to wear a beanie like it's actually cold (laughs) this year funny so um, whenever you need anyone to take a quote unquote L for the team, for Scooby. I'm, I'm there. I'm okay. there. <laughs> I love that. Oh, good bless. That's Lex. Who are you in the friend group? Uh um, I feel like I, I feel like I wind up like filling, like wild carding it a little bit, like filling whatever mm-hmm. role is needed. Um, which I think kind of winds up being like bodyguard sometimes, but in like a quiet way. Like there was one <laughs> yeah. time, always watching. Yeah, my friend. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm the one like puking on a tree. Like it. So who, who's to say? Like it, it, it's a very wide variety. Um, but I tend to be the person who like if somebody comes up and is like, I want to buy you a drink or whatever to a friend. I'm like, do you want them to buy you a drink? She doesn't want you to buy her a drink. Leave her alone. Like, I I will be, like, catch these hands is what I'll turn into. Um, but then I'll also turn into, like, hey, guys, I don't know if we should do another round of shots. When was the last time you would water? And I'll go to the bartender <laughs> and be like, yeah, in those shot glasses, like, the next three rounds, can, can it just be water? Like, tell them it's tequila, but, like, it's just water, right? Like, I th- – so whatever role you need. Uh, so You're if there. you need the girl who's going to throw up on the tree, that will be me. I'll fill that role too. Uh, very versatile. <laughs> we once hugged each other in a Las Vegas nightclub that had like hundreds of people oh, in it. And yeah. we found a dark corner where there was no one. We just stood there hugging each other and telling each other, I love you so much. And it just hurts my heart to see you not following your dreams. Like, why don't you sign up for that improv class? And we just like told yeah. each other like how much we loved each other. And like, wow. 
like pushed each other to follow our dreams like in this crowded ass like Jersey Shore yes. butthole smelling Las Vegas <laughs> not hotel club and like, I think I called later D's that night butthole <laughs> that's yeah. I love that story and I think like those are the best stories those are the yeah. best like yeah this is a real ass friend and yeah yeah somebody who's gonna like watch your back and also maybe push your back to get you to do something like you know encourage you into like fulfilling your dreams so beautiful violently (laughs) kick you out of the nest (laughs) yeah fly baby bird (laughs) that's where the podcast was born yeah 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 a lot of uh going back and forth on like ideas and then finally we came this came to be. This came into existence. We Aww. birthed it together. <laughs> well, you amazing. started the birthing process and then I like stepped in and held your hand. You were there for the first <laughs> contraction. This is going off, <laughs> off the rails. We need to bring it back. So what's next for the media company? Any new projects in the work? In the works? <sighs> yes. So we're um, actually pitching my IGTV series called The Word to like legitimate yes. production companies like Hey, Instagram, do you want to buy this, like, series? Like, hey, mm-hmm. Facebook, watch. Like, are you interested? So that's going to be a major. I'm really hoping that we either close a deal or start filming by the end of this year. But the word is my IGTV series. And it's like a pop culture topical show. And each episode is like three minutes. And it only features plus size talent. And we talk about everything from, like, I think the most watched episode is about pubes to, like, <laughs> Dropping at the mall, like wall fat or like, or just going to the mall and uh, to like, who was our like character sexual awakening was one episode and like, yeah, mm. so they're really random topics, but people love it. I love making it. Um, so we're really, really amping up love uh, season two. So that's coming next and just hopefully more scripted projects. I mean, there's a lot of, we're writing a lot. We're relaunching the B word and uh so we'll see we'll see how it all unfolds who is the celebrity that you would like oh mine was my sexual awakening was definitely zorro antonio banderas (laughs) when he does the like z and like her captain zeta jones dress falls i remember yes i was like six or something and i was like that that's whatever (laughs) that's happening that and so yeah that so many people had the funny ones like definitely we talked about simba Uh we talked about uh one of the power rangers was one of the girls and then uh somebody else's was this oh my god it was a tim allen movie where he had like a son in the jungle jungle to jungle yes Uh so the son she was like i don't know but like his primal (laughs) self was like it and i was like that is so niche and hilarious so people had and then of course everyone in the comments that's what's fun about it is like each episode has maybe four or five guests season two it will be a lot more guests but um everyone in the comments is always like joining in so it's a whole it's like a community show entertainment so that's like our first that's our that's a b productions production production i love that fuck yeah do you have a date on season two we don't have a date on season two so that's what i wanted to film by the end of the year but i 
I'm sort of in the place where I will not budge on production value. Like it mm-hmm. must be the highest production value. Everybody must be paid all talent, everybody. And uh, so we're really, really looking for a chunk of change and, but we're talking to like legitimate production companies. So Hell yeah. that's really exciting. And I really hope that we can launch season two with a premiere party. So <gasps> I'm, re- I would love an in-person, I haven't done an in-person like plus size girl event for a while. And I'm like, oh, I miss my people. Are we invited to the premiere? Oh yeah. You're invited <laughs> to the premiere. Hell yes. Oh what? my God. I'm, Hell okay. yes. <laughs> I'm not saying that I won't come dressed as Scooby. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be prepared. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, no, I would love to have an in-person premiere party and literally everyone's invited. Like, that's the one thing about me. Like, I was, I feel like I was excluded a lot when I was little and like, I never fit into a crew. So I always, a crew, well, who am I? I don't know. (laughs) I never fit into a group. But my, and my mom always said, like, go sit at your own table and who, who comes to you. And so that's a philosophy in my life. Like, I don't feel like I fit in with plus size influencers, quote unquote. It's very exclusive, this community. It's very clicky. It's very oh. surprising for a community that's like, we love empowering women. And then it's like, okay, behind closed doors, you don't. Yeah. And uh, so for me, all of my events, everyone is invited. Everyone is included. It's a good fucking time. We have tacos, yeah. drinks dancing mm-hmm. like this is what i Scooby. like to do I, Scooby. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's i'm like manifesting that party and hopefully we're in a place in the world where that can happen so if that's 2022 then early 2022 it will be okay so we're manifesting that mm-hmm. you get that offer from bleep, bleep, yes. bleep company yeah um <laughs> You season two of the word gets, yes. of the word gets picked up by one of the yes. major production houses, and we're gonna do a live premiere party. With yes, party in person, all the tacos, all the everything. Yes. That sounds right. so good. We're we're gonna manifest yeah. this. All of yes, this. Love it. yeah. That, that's so, my list. So where can where can people like this is the time where you can drop all the inf- info of where people can find you to gain access to this community to see all your content, all of your productions. Right. The B word blog is really our hub. And right now we're totally redesigning and about to relaunch the website. So when this comes out, it'll probably, my new website will be probably out. So yes, the B word blog.com is the place. And you can find me there. TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and you can find all those links from the B word blog. That's the B word blog is really like our spot. Like it's the, like kind of the, like the plus size girls guide to life really is what we're building. Hell yeah. Uh, Amazing. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So we love to end every show with a little gift for our listeners, a reco of the week. Um, And we would love for you to share one if you have it. What is something that you are just loving that people need to know about this week? Okay. We have to talk about this book. It's called One to Watch. And it's written by Katie Stamen London, who she is a author and screenwriter. And essentially, so she's plus size and the character in the book is plus size. And she's a blogger. And it's her journey being the first plus size like bachelorette. 
So she's on the show. Yeah. Oh. It, I would love to make this a movie one day. I've literally talked to Kate Stamen London. She, uh, the author, she also wrote and directed one of the, oh, Carly, iCarly, the new yeah, iCarly. Yeah, yeah. So she is like in there doing stuff, but this book was so good. I read it in like two days and it's such a good story about like a plus size woman in this like fake bachelor situation. Mm-hmm. And she sort of, they coerce her to do it as a plus size blogger at, um, they're like, you know, for the notoriety, for the fame, whatever. And she's like, okay, like, fuck it. I'll just do it. And it's a whole thing on like, being plus size, finding love on TV as a, mm-hmm. like, it's such a good story. And her name, the character's name is B <gasps> and everyone calls me B. So when I read it, I was like, bro, this is my fucking role. This is my fucking movie. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, I would love to work on this a one day, but I would, everyone has to read it. One to watch. One to watch. Amazing. And I'm uh, one to watch. Hell yeah, you are. Hell yeah, you are. Hell <laughs> 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 so fucking Yes. Thank you. But yes, this is my recommendation. I loved this book. Amazing. Rad. I've had that in my like on my wish list for a while. So I'm I'm about to go at it. You'll that love part. it. I think you will love it. I'm so excited. Ooh, especially I need to check it out. I have been We love Bachelor everything. Yeah. Love oh, hate. Okay, yes. <laughs> love well. Yes. It's like I love such the, a critique. Yeah. I love critique the Bachelor. Yeah. I want to see. And we were just we were talking about this. I don't know if it was offline or on an episode, but we were just like, "Can we get some size inclusivity? Right. Yeah, please. Can we can we get right. yeah. a bachelorette that is not a size two four? My friend Coco, who's she's a blogger. Her blog mm-hmm. is Coco's Curvy Closet, and she's like a media marketer by day. She's super like a fucking boss but like blogger by night and nobody knows that she like really is high up and works for in you know entertainment so but i've always been like you have to be the bachelorette like you have to be yes all her co-workers were like holy shit like you have to be the bachelorette but she couldn't because of her ties with like warner media Mm. and like i was like no so whoever the first bachelorette is i can't wait yeah yeah it'll be so nice like yeah well hopefully hopefully they do it right hopefully they treat her with respect and it is done mm-hmm. tastefully we'll see it is the bachelor right, <laughs> as right as i love right. it but, uh this was so lovely you guys yeah. thank you so so much for having me yeah thank you for being here I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm mutual. literally obsessed. Meet you in the in the bathroom of the bar. I know. <laughs> in like the least creepy way, absolutely, I'll meet you there. <laughs> oh, I high five myself too hard that time. No, <laughs> <laughs> can't get it right. <laughs> but one day, maybe you will. Oh, cute. Oh, I hope so. I don't want you to hurt yourself. You know. I just slapped myself pretty hard, but luckily it wasn't my face this time. Oh, I'm not taking follow up questions. That's my one rule in life now. (laughs) In the span of this episode, I've expanded it from just (laughs) at the start of parties to now life. I I have been granted full immunity to the point where I can just drop a random piece of information and I don't have to give any follow up context. Okay, does this apply to all situations or only when, like, 
it behooves you. I'm thinking like if somebody's like, Julia, do you want anything from Starbucks? And you're like, yeah, I would love a soy latte. And I go to ask hot or ice. Are you going to be like no follow up questions? Like I just have to figure it out. Or no, do I bring you one of each? See, in that situation. Uh huh. You prompted the conversation. So it's not I'm not in okay. the driver's seat of that. So I am I'm following your rules of the conversation since you initiated. Okay. Yeah. okay. But if you were like, hey, can you go to Starbucks and get me a thing? And yeah. I was like, sure. Yeah. What would you like? No follow up questions. No follow up questions. No follow up questions. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. Maybe I want to be surprised that day. Okay. Um boy i need to this learn your gonna be a, to learn your orders this is gonna be a fun way to live my life now <laughs> you're welcome garrett ah. i think i'm really gonna enjoy this <laughs> dealer's choice <laughs> you pick yeah. Uh, yeah yeah well Amazing. that's exciting yeah recos recos of the beautiful was it i felt yeah, myself a little go, decrescendo at the end i felt nice. myself go through puberty halfway through <laughs> <laughs> as a boy <laughs> just a little voice crack <laughs> <laughs> oh. amazing amazing uh Jules, what's your reco of the week? My reco is not that niche. I know I sometimes like to give things that are a little off the beaten yes. path, but this one is fully on the beaten path. Um, cool. The anthology within an anthology, we have gotten new episodes of American Horror Stories. Ooh. And what's really cool is, like, it's all bite-sized. So you can binge it like the first two episodes mm -hmm. relate to each other, but then that's the whole story. And the the, oh. the episodes, so it's like it's literally an anthology within the greater American Horror Story anthology. And so you don't have oh. to feel like you can watch two episodes and then like take a seat and watch something else and like take a break. Um, also, they're FX on Hulu. They're releasing them like in. They're dropping them in like little packages, so you you don't have the full season yet. Um, ah, yeah, but you have like the 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 duet. Yeah, 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 will. yeah. That's rad. Also, okay, curious for you because it sounds like you've watched all of American them. Horror Story, all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've I've tried to get into it multiple mm -hmm. times, but it always feels like maybe like by episode four or five, or maybe a little bit later, it just like goes off the rails in a way where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it, <laughs> I, like, have a hard time with it. I'm like, all right, I'm over it. Like, so I'm wondering with these little mini packages, are we seeing the same kind of thing? Or are we, like, I, I'm yes, wondering if because you it's are. shorter, it's... It's just okay, condensed. Great. It's okay. just condensed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, so people will still be like, Ryan Murphy, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, 100%. One hundred percent. Like you know his structure of like you get like the you lay the groundwork, you grow compassion, and then everything that you thought you knew is wrong. And everything that okay. is fact in this the remaining episodes is insane. 
in the best <laughs> way possible. And so it's literally uh. the same thing, but it just like the escalation happens faster because of the shorter format. It's like if an okay. author who has only ever written novels released a mm-hmm. a book of short stories and it's stylistically the same as the rest of their Got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's great, and the first two episodes take place in the murder house, which was season one was the murder house. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a new family, and um, Kaya Gerber is in it, Cindy Crawford's daughter. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not, some of the people from the standard cast are there, and then there are a bunch of new people. Um, But yeah, super cool. Paris Jackson was in it. Um, so it's like a oh, new, shit. yeah, it's like a new generation of, cause you know, we had, we had American Horror Story brought up a generation of actors and then mm-hmm. we have like Glee brought up a generation of like mm-hmm. a, those actors and now we have American Horror Stories and they're bringing up another new generation of like hot, fresh talent. So it's, it's pretty great. I would be interested to know if you tried to watch, like, have you tried to watch all of the different seasons or did you were there specific ones that you started with that you gave up on yeah so i tried to watch you know what so i tried to watch the first season and Mm -hmm. i don't remember why i stopped watching it there wasn't like a particular moment um i honestly i think i just ran out of time which was always like it tends to be an issue for me with television shows is like just not making the time to watch them yeah um but i tried to watch i think it's american horror story hotel the one with yeah. lady gaga yep. gaga yep. gaga um and i loved like the first i think it was like five episodes and then it was the episode with max green yeah where he gets like sexually assaulted by yeah. a demon and i was like I don't know if I can stay buckled up on this ride. This yeah. is a lot. And so that was wh- – I, I remember that being the episode where I stopped. Um, yeah. And then I think I tried to watch season two and I feel like – I feel like season two I was watching it with a friend and then we just never yeah. watched it together, which is why I'm two? I'm trying to remember. Was that the Covenant one or the Mental Institution? Mm, maybe the Mental Institution. I loved Coven. Coven was probably one of my favorites. Coven was okay. the one that I enjoyed the subject matter the most, and the cast was my favorite, and it was just, like, amazing women on women on women. Um, Angela Bassett's in it. Gabrielle Sidibe's in it. Ooh. Like, obviously, you have your Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Um, your Emma Roberts. Like, but it just was great, and it it was something that I think maybe wasn't as disturbing Mm -hmm. Uh, which is probably why i enjoyed it but i just love the subject matter of witches i think the one that fucked me up the most mentally was the circus one Mm. freak show i think it was called that Mm -hmm. one where like sarah paulson has two heads and there's a killer clown with a ripped off face and like all of those things that one i think was like very twisted and fucked me up but um i would recommend revisiting coven Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give that one a go. Yeah. I think part we'll of check my, out the new like, one, the new short stories. Cool. Yeah. Is the short stories, it sounds like maybe they're, well, I'm just based off of the first one, you're saying it takes place in the murder house. Do we know if like each pair is going to revisit like what the other seasons were? I don't or like know. that universe? Hmm. That is a very interesting question. I've only seen the first two episodes. Um, okay. But. 
I know they're gonna I I don't know completely because I know there's one episode that there has been some like imagery released from that it's like mm-hmm. an, an alien. Oh. So which I cool. believe was in one of the seasons. So I think there are some callbacks to the okay. seasons at large, but it's not like you don't have you don't need to have watched anyone that's watched all of the American horror stories will appreciate mm-hmm. the callbacks, but you don't need that as like a a a prerequisite to watch the new American horror stories. And I think Okay, cool. I think with the new the like new generation of the cast coming up and the new format, they're really trying to bring in a new kind of viewership. Cool. So I think okay. they're they're being very smart about it. Yeah. But that's oh. my reco. I enjoy it very much. And I like the shorter awesome. format. Rad. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I want to give it another go because I think I it's also where I get like weird because I love horror films, mm-hmm. but I like gore. Mm-hmm. Um like I'd seen the hostile film, the, at least the first one. Yeah. And it I a friend like almost puked on my shoe. Because uh, yeah. it was so gross, there was one scene. Um, same with like the Saw films, like this, the like being really being shocking for the sake of being shocking, yeah. like doesn't do it for me. I like I I like a psychological thriller. Yeah. I like uh, um, if there is gore, like I kind of want it to be justified. Yeah, for, like I want it to happen because there's a reason, not yeah. just like here we go. And you're like, what the fuck? So yeah. Um, I, but I will maybe I'll start with Coven and yeah. then work my way through the other seasons um i think you'll enjoy coven a lot like the writing is sharp the cast is incredible again it's like very female centric um yeah start there and let me know (laughs) okay cool Cool. thank you what's your reco uh my reco and i believe this was yours uh like ages ago um but i finally for all of you who have been screaming into the void about how (laughs) wonderful ted lasso is yes uh, I so I just by the time this drops, I will have been caught up with. Uh, so by the time this drops, or at the time of recording, I think the first episode of season two is dropped. Yes, and that's it. Yes. Um. So by the time this drops, I think we'll be four episodes into season two. I will have been caught up by that point. But yeah. um, I started watching it on the flight back from Texas. And I was like, I know I want something that's going to make me feel good because I was reading a book that's like very twisted and dark. And I was like, you know what? Let me have something that like to balance this out. And I was cackling like Mm -hmm. I could not I, I had to like I got home and I watched like more episodes. I think I am now I think I have like two or three episodes left of the first season but I've binged it in just a couple of days. I mean, they're short, like they're 30 minute episodes, but it's so, it's just so wholesome mm-hmm. and so, it's so funny, but mm-hmm. it's not like wholesome, cheesy. It's like so genuine and th- compassionate and kind hearted and still like really, you know, there are a couple like kind of dirty jokes and it's, it's not um it's feel good but it's not like cookie cutter clean like it is still messy there's a scene a little bit of spoiler but i think it's in like episode 5 or 6 where ted of the first season yeah of the yeah. first season yeah where ted is he's gotten drunk mm-hmm. um 
and he snaps at Nate and like yells at him. And it's the first time you see him like lose it. And I was like, yes, like and then he, you know, the next day he like apologizes and you kind of see him like go back to being Ted. But it was a moment where I was like, that's based on honesty. Like this person is really hurt right now and is taking it out on the wrong person. And you see him be messy, but it doesn't feel displaced. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it deviates from his character. It feels like, no, I knew that part of you was in there and I get to see it. And it's so wonderful. And um, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with it. I know as soon as I finish it, I'm going to go back and start rewatching it. For me, it feels like the final season or the final couple seasons of Schitt's Creek, Mm -hmm. where you are having people have very open, vulnerable conversations. It's very funny. It's very heartwarming, but it's also very honest. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm obsessed. Yeah. I love that that's your echo, and I will absolutely second that forever and ever. The thing about it that I really enjoy is it's so witty, and it's one of those Mm -hmm. shows that – It's so thoughtfully crafted that every single moment has something. And if you're not watching, if you're doing something else, or even if you look away for just a moment, you've already missed something. And it's not to Mm -hmm. say that you've missed something that's perhaps critical to the driving of the story. You're not going to miss any big overarching things. But just like the little details in terms of the production design, the set design, Mm -hmm. costume design, like certain little things are just implanted so subtly and perfectly. So every single moment, there's something to laugh at, which yeah. it's so smartly done. Um, yeah. And yeah, they at the time of this recording, there's only a se- episode one of season two up. And when I learned that, when I learned that we were only getting an episode a week, I, a 32-year-old woman living with her fiancé, had a full on toddler sized pan like like oh. tamper tantrum <laughs> like i i threw a pillow i was like i started screaming into the void i was so pissed i was like how are you gonna do this to me and then uh, we started watching schmigadoon which mm. i believe is a reco at some point somewhere yes and we it's can cut this out if the timing doesn't align but this Fine. whole thing of Apple, like, giving us a few episodes at a time, like, it's genius. I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But also, it fucking annoys me. <laughs> I want more Ted Lasso all the time. Yeah. It's, yeah, I that, that's, I just kept, like, every time I was like, yep, next episode, like, I had to force myself to go to sleep. Yep. I was like, it's 1 a.m. Like, yep. you have to go to bed. You have to be at work tomorrow. Um it's also if you're a if you are a fan of improv, if you've done improv, the and I mean it makes sense. Like Jason Sudeikis has a history of improv. He was on mm-hmm. SNL. Um and I believe I believe the actor who plays Coach Beard, who I've seen live, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. I saw him um there was a show years ago in LA called uh Skull Duggery, which was a musical prequel to hamlet Mm -hmm. and he played yorick and he was phenomenal like so funny so it's really cool to see him like kicking ass on ted lasso um brendan hunt but uh yes brendan he's wonderful he him jason sudeikis and one other man who i forgot his name all wrote and developed the show together 
and it you can see their like theater and improv background yeah. because of the games that their characters play with each other. So the scene that I'm thinking of specifically is there's it starts with Ted talking to I think Rebecca mm-hmm. and he keeps saying the word plan mm-hmm. and he says it so many times that he's yeah. like plan plan is that a real word plan plan yeah and then later maybe a few minutes later he's sitting in the stands explaining that to coach Beard or Brendan Hunt yeah. and he's like yeah and then he's like you did the thing where the word is no longer a word yeah uh, and then they start saying aces about mm-hmm. like, yeah, we got two aces with these two players. Yeah, they're such aces, 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 aces. Yeah. And like they play the game again. It's so fun. Like if you have if you love improv or theater um, or if you've taken improv, you can. It's the shit that they talk about in improv classes of like play the game with each other. You, you see that in so that's the like clearest yeah. cut example. But you see it in so many episodes. It's wonderful. Like. It's so fun. It's yeah. so, so fun. Amazing. And it's so goofy. Rock goes of the week. week. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope that you yeah, enjoyed thanks, everybody. this conversation as much as we did. And as always, if you have any um, requests of guests or topics, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Leave us a voicemail. Give us a call, 707-892-0401. Or hit us in the DMs at the Peony Podcast on all the socials. Yeah. And be sure to like, follow, subscribe, rate us five stars, five please. Stars. Um, tell your friends about us. Uh, email your family. Start an email chain, and and your tell them Aunt if you don't Linda listen is to the not peony. gonna like us. I'm telling oh, you that right now. She'll be like those hmm. girls with those their filthy mouths. But like, let's let's be real. If Aunt Linda got like a couple glasses of wine in her, she'd be like, "Yeah, these girls know what they're talking about." You know, Linda. Probably, maybe, Linda. Linda. You don't have to be who you are. You can be who you've always wanted to be. This is a safe space. Call us, 707-892-0401. We're here for you, babe. (laughs) Thanks so much, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Peony, where we believe that culture informs all that we do and art can truly be anything. If you like this episode, please leave us a review, rate us, tell all your friends to subscribe, follow, download. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Talk to you soon. I did, I did